0: Good to be here. as always. I'd like you to turn to the book of Jeremiah chapter 8. Jeremiah chapter 8. Going to read beginning at verse 13 and our subject is golden opportunities gone golden opportunities gone <clears throat> verse 13 of Jeremiah chapter 8 this uh, this sermon, That Jeremiah uh, starts, it's starts chapter seven, verse one, and goes to chapter ten, verse twenty-five. I'm not going to read all of it, but I want to start at chapter eight, verse thirteen. It says, I will surely consume them, saith the Lord. There shall be no grapes on the vine, nor figs on the fig tree, and the leaves shall fade, and the things that I have given them shall pass away from them. Why do we sit still? Assemble yourselves, and let us enter into the defensed cities. Let us be silent there, for the Lord our God hath put us to silence, and given us water of gall to drink because we have sinned against the Lord. We looked for peace, but no good came, and for a time of health, and behold, trouble. The snorting of his horses was heard from Dan. The whole land trembled at the sound of the neighing of his strong ones, for they are come and have devoured the land and all that is in it, the city and those that dwell therein. For behold, I will send serpents, cockatrices among you, which will not be charmed, and they shall bite you, saith the Lord. When I would comfort myself against sorrow, my heart is faint in me. Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people, because of them that dwell in a far country, is not the Lord in Zion, is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black, astonishment hath taken hold on me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people? recovered. The prophet Jeremiah was raised up by the Lord. And he was raised up during a time of spiritual decline. And it was of great decline in the kingdom of Judah. Uh, Israel had been split into two separate kingdoms. The northern uh, kingdom was called Israel, and the southern kingdom was called Judah. And Israel had already gone. Uh, God had already destroyed it. He had taken it over. And the southern kingdom, it was in such decline that God was threatening to destroy it. And yet they were of the mind that, well, we're Judah and God, He'll take care of us. All the while, they were worshiping Idols yet they somehow believed Jehovah, the true God, was going to take care of them. And He raised up Jeremiah the prophet. Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. He wept over the sins of His people. And as God's own people, He would be imprisoned for preaching the gospel. Preaching to them to repent. He would see his own nation be uh, destroyed by God. He would see them carried off into captivity. He would see it laid to waste. He would see a lot of things happen. He would see his own prophecy and his own preaching come and be uh, just null and void. Just nothing happened. A lot of it, this book, you'll see there's a lot of references to today. Our text that we read already, it is from verse 20, of which we want to take our text, and that is, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Golden opportunities gone. This was the cry of which Judah and even Jeremiah at this time, that they would cry out and they would exclaim that the the opportunities to have been saved, to have been delivered, they were gone. And there was no more opportunity whereby they would be saved would take place. And such will be the condition or cry of a great deal of many people. Amen. I'd like you to notice, I want to read the first part of this chapter. And I know we could have just read it all at once, but I, want, I felt to break it up would be the best. I want you to notice in the first 12 verses, <clears throat> if you notice our first verse that we read, verse 13, <clears throat> the Bible says, I will surely consume them, saith the Lord. I will surely consume them, saith the Lord. I, I i mean, it doesn't get more assurance than that, does it? And what will he do? I'll consume them. And he describes his consumption, There shall be no grapes on the vine, nor figs on the fig tree, and their leaves shall fade, and the things that I have given them shall pass away from them. He describes the consumption that he will do to Judah. And you can put yourself as a sinner in that place. This is what I'm going to do to you. Surely... Sayeth the Lord, I'll consume you. Well, what is God's justification? What is the Lord's justification for such? Well, let's look at verse 1. At that time, saith the Lord, they shall bring out the bones of the kings of Judah, and the bones of his princes, and the bones of the priests, and the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem out of their graves. And they shall spread them before the sun, the moon, and all the host of heaven whom they have loved, and whom they have served, and after whom they have walked, and whom they have sought, and whom they have worshipped, they shall not be gathered nor be buried, they shall be for dung upon the face of the earth, and death shall be chosen rather than life by all the residue of them that remain of this evil family, which remain in all the places, whither I have driven them, saith the Lord of hosts. All of these the Bible says... The princes, the kings, the priests, the prophets, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. He says they're going to put them before all the hosts of heaven. And who are these? Who, who are the, 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 the sun and the moon and the hosts of heaven whom they loved and served? That's all the deities we've talked about. The sun and the moon, who are they? Oh, that's Baal and Ashtoreth. That's all those gods. That's, that's the, the Baal worship in December, and that's the, the moon worship there in the springtime. That's all that is. And he says in verse 4, Moreover, thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Shall they fall and not arise? Shall he turn away and not return? Why then is the people of Jerusalem slidden back by a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast deceit. They refuse to return. I hearkened and heard, but they spake not aright. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his course as a horse rusheth into the battle. And we all know, I'm sure you've seen on television what a horse looks like rushing into battle. And he says, everyone, when the call to repent was issued, no man repented of his wickedness saying, well what have we done? What, what is it that I've been've been, I've been uh, that I need to repent of Lord? No, they just, they just forged ahead. Verse 7. Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle, and the crane, and the swallow observe the time of their coming, but my people know not the judgment of the Lord. Well, we all know how that the birds know they're probably getting ready to fl- start flying south from up north. If you ever go to an aquarium anywhere down here, they tell about the sea turtles how they all come up and and they all come to similar spots and they plant their eggs. You know, and it, the hundreds of thousands of dollars if you kill a, a, a egg or disturb an egg of a sea turtle. I mean, it's all right to kill a baby in the womb, but don't disturb one of these sea turtles, eggs. But these all observe the time of their coming, but my people know not the judgment of the Lord. Verse 8, How do ye say we are wise and the law of the Lord is with us? Oh, certainly in vain made he it. The pen of the scribes is in vain. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Lo, they have rejected the word of the Lord. And what wisdom is in them? That sounds a whole lot like our world today. Amen. They've rejected God's word, but they got a whole lot of wisdom today, don't they? Verse 10, Therefore will I give their... Wives unto others in their fields, to them that shall inherit them. For every one from the least, even unto the greatest, is given to covetousness. From the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. For they have healed the herd of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they have committed abomination? Nay, or no, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore shall they fall among them that fall... In the time of their visitation, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. And then verse 13, I will surely consume them, saith the Lord. What other option does a holy and just God have than to consume such a people as that? That is their spiritual condition. And these were described here in such a way that it describes the condition of his own people and they were worse than some lost people. And they had been given time and time again as the Bible says here to turn and repent and they rushed as a horse in the battle. They had been told the word of God and they had rejected it time and again. And they had looked to others to deliver them. We're told in the book of Jeremiah that Judah had looked to others to save them. They had looked to Egypt to deliver them. Egypt being a type of the world. They had sought for others to save them from uh, 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 the uh, uh, Babylonians who were coming. The Babylonians were uh, uh, the instruments of the wrath of God. Well, you know what? Nothing is going to deliver you from the wrath of God except the mercy of God. That's it. I want to note first of all this morning... I want to note the sinner who lets op- golden opportunities pass by. The sinner who lets golden opportunities pass by. I want to ask this question. Where are you going to spend eternity? Where are you going to spend eternity. There's two places. There's only two. Mm -hmm. Heaven or hell. You're going to spend eternity in one of two places. And you need to have assurance about that. One of the preachers pastors who's going to come and preach, we were discussing this very thing, and he, he, he said, uh, he says, well, well uh, something to the effect of when we were talking about it, and we were talking about salvation, he says, well, what are you basing that on? So, if your answer is, well, I'm going to heaven... What are you basing the fact that you're going to heaven on? And if it's not the shed blood and resurrection of Jesus Christ, then you have the wrong answer. If it's not the faith in the shed blood and resurrection of Jesus Christ, then you have the wrong answer. And you need to stop giving excuses for not coming to Christ. And you need to come to Him just as you are. You're not going to get any better. You don't need to get any worse. And someday, and it could be today, that your golden opportunity to be saved will be all gone. Your life could be over. Your life, just as the summer, which ended yesterday, your life, just like a harvest, could be over. Look there in Jeremiah 8, verse 20 again. Look at what the Holy Spirit used here to describe. He said, The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. What a tremendous description that is used here by the Spirit of God to show forth what it is to be saved. What happens during a harvest is a great picture of what it is to be saved. It shows clearly, as we know during a harvest, when crops are harvested, they are severed from the earth and they are carried to a place for future use. And when they are not saved, they are left in the ground and left at the mercy of wind and weather. And we see to be saved by the Lord, you are severed from the world and kept safe in Jesus Christ for protection. If you ever got a garden, what do you do? You harvest a a fruit or a vegetable, you harvest it, and you set it up, you sever it from the earth, and you set it up for future use, don't you? If you don't harvest it, you leave it there, and it's it typically succumbs to weather, wind, and what happens? It rots and it gets destroyed, doesn't it? Well, one day what's going to happen? If it gets severed from the earth and it gets put up and it's protected, it's preserved, it's kept, isn't it? Amen. Well that's what you and I are in Christ. We're kept. We're preserved in Him. One day we're going to be raptured up out of this world. We're going to be taken home. Amen. What's going to be happen to those who are not severed, who are not harvested? They're not going to be saved, are they? They're going to be destroyed. The harvest is past. The summer is ended, and we are not saved. It's going to be their call. That's going to be their cry. Look over, if you would, in the scriptures. In Jeremiah eight verse eleven, folks go on being not saved, trusting in. Many other things. Look in verse 11 and then we'll read verse 15. Here there were those who were preaching false things to others. And they, they went on believing it. They went on believing it. It says, for they have healed the herd of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. There were prophets. Jeremiah was preaching, saying, there's no peace. There's not going to be any peace until you repent. And there were other false prophets. And they said, there is peace. There is peace. And they believed these other false prophets. And you know, maybe you're here this morning and you're quieting your soul. With some false teachings. Mm -hmm. You're quieting yourself with some things you ought not to quiet yourself with. Maybe you ought to be disturbed. Mm -hmm. That's the work of the Holy Spirit to convict you. To trouble you. Maybe you ought to be trembling like the Philippian jailer. Maybe you ought to be like Paul or, 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 or like uh, uh, Felix. Or Festus. Maybe you ought to be worried because the harvest is upon us and the summer The spiritual summer is drawing nigh. Look about us. Beloved, we're past the eleven and a half hour of God's time clock, I would presume. We are drawing to the time of the Lord's coming again. When the harvest will be passed, and the summer will be ended, and you are not saved, and it's going to be too late because you have not turned to Christ, you have not repented, and believed on Him whom God sent. Look over in Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6. You see, there's golden opportunities to turn unto the Lord Jesus Christ and to look to Him that you might be saved. I do not know, humanly speaking, why we wait. I know that God saves. I know He saves according to His will and purpose. I know He does things in His time. I understand all of those things. But humanly speaking, I I guess what I'm trying to say is, why don't we turn to God sooner? You know what I mean? Amen. Revelation chapter 6 and verse 12. The Bible says here in verse 12, And I beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs. When she is shaken of a mighty wind, And the heaven departed as a scroll, when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens, and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? You see, that's the harvest is going to end. The summer is going to come is going to to be over. And you need to repent and believe before that comes. Amen. Look over to Romans chapter ten. golden opportunities gone by. You see the Bible tells us of a rich man who was in hell and he requested unto Abraham he said oh send if it were Lazarus unto my brothers. My, I have five brothers. I think it was five. He said I want you to send unto my brothers Lazarus and that he would rise from the dead and tell them of this place that they wouldn't come. And Abraham said, uh, he said, he can't. And he said, oh, they need to hear this place. And he said, he can't. He said, but uh, if one rises from the dead, they'll repent. And he said, well, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And we know Christ has risen from the dead. Amen. And they still have Moses and the prophets. They have the Word of God. And you have the Word of God. And you have Christ. And we have labored and preached. And you have had day after day after day. You've had sermon after sermon after sermon preached unto you. Golden opportunities to turn to God. The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 8, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So saith the Scriptures. Last of all, I want to say just a few words to those of us who are saved, to saints. Secondly, saints, Who let golden opportunities go by. And I speak this to myself as well as to you. Amen. And I want you to look just down in the verse 14 of Romans chapter 10. Saints who let golden opportunities go by. Romans Chapter Ten and Verse Fourteen. You ever see anybody? Whether you're out and about, at the store, at a stoplight, at the off doctor's office or whoever, and at the airport, and you go, I wonder if they're saved. I really think that's how saved people think. I wonder if they're saved. Romans ten fourteen. How then shall they call in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach, except they be sent, as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of, of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things? you ever think maybe God directed your steps and ordained it that you would cross their path? That it's been ordained that you and that individual would cross paths that day at that moment that you might introduce them to your Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And a golden opportunity has passed by. how about maybe not just in a witnessing aspect but maybe in a ministering aspect to a brother or sister in Christ maybe in particularly a church member An opportunity to minister to a brother or sister in Christ who's in need. First of all, that means in one one way we have to let others know we're vulnerable. Which means you're going to have to let somebody know that you are weak which I know is for some of us is you know almost like the unpardonable sin because you know God forbid we should appear vulnerable but the reality is is that Everybody here struggles at something, at some point, at some time. And so, and when we ask somebody, how you doing? We have to be more than just, I'm good and move on. but to actually minister to one and to take the time and someone's telling you how they're doing and maybe it's over the phone and to say, hey, can can we just pray right now? Can we take the time and pray? Because prayer is always in order. Let's just stop whatever we're talking about right now and let's cast these burdens on the Lord at this time. And let's minister to one another. Let's not let a golden opportunity to do that because, well, I'm busy. This isn't, this isn't, this is by spending an extra five, ten minutes, I'm, I'm messing up what I had planned for that day. I understand we can't do that all the time but maybe that day God ordained it for that to take place. Maybe it's just an encouragement. Maybe it's exercising your spiritual gift that God has given you to edify the body of Christ. And it's a golden opportunity to do that. Maybe, as one fellow said, it was a golden opportunity to just not say anything like Job's friends should have done. Maybe it was just a golden opportunity to have been there for somebody. Just be there. You know, in that awkward silence and you think you gotta say something, but you could just be there. You're just there. Sometimes that's all you gotta do, to be there. So these are things that we can do and minister to others. We also, having noted, uh, we did a ser- the series on love, and maybe it's a golden opportunity for you to exercise your love language, or to exercise that other person's love language, or to exercise, you know, their love language, another church member's love language, or your spouse's love language, or your child's love language, or to learn somebody else's love language and exercise it to show them that you love them. Maybe that's a golden opportunity. I don't know. But we miss out on a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. to do things, don't we? And it doesn't cost you anything, does it? What's it cost you to pray? You're on the phone with another church member, or maybe you get done praying, and you could text out to somebody and say, brother, I just prayed for you, or sister, I just prayed for you. And you don't even have to put it in the group text. You can text that person individually. Or you could text them or call them and say, hey, you're on my heart and mind what would you like me to pray about for you? And say, you know what? Let's pray about it together right now. What's that take? An extra 30 seconds? Say, I love you, and I'll let you go. You don't have to be on the phone for an hour with them. And if you are, maybe that's what they needed. Maybe it's not. Maybe you call them and they don't pick up. And you pray for them anyways. And they call you back and say, I just felt led the Lord to call you because I was you were on my heart and mind. And that was enough. But golden opportunities... Opportunities to witness. Opportunities to serve the Lord. Because we're also drawing to a time where as the Bible says in Jeremiah 8.20, the harvest is past, the summer is ended. And while we are saved, have we stored up anything to bring unto our Lord and Savior? If you're here and you're without Christ, we, we implore you, we beseech you that you might come to him so that one day you can say with, with all the assurance that there is in Christ, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, but I am saved in Jesus Christ. If you're here and the Lord has spoken unto you in any fashion, if you have questions, if you have concerns about your spiritual needs, if the Lord spoke to you for salvation, for church membership, we invite you to come while we stand and sing a verse at this time.